Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome, baseball family, to this week's episode of the Baseball Together podcast. This week, since it's a holiday week, happy Thanksgiving, by the way, we thought we would take the week off from current events, but we do have a special interview for you. We have my friend, Andrew LaRose, who I actually coached Little League with a few years ago. He is a radio broadcaster for high school sports, high school baseball and softball. So we thought we would run this interview for you. This is actually from several months ago, but we had it in the can waiting for an occasion as this. So welcome, Andrew LaRose with Brig and Me. Welcome back, baseball family, to another one of our spectacular interviews. Today we have a, a good friend of mine, a guest. We have Andrew LaRose. Say hello, Andrew. Hey, guys. Glad All to right. be on. We're happy to have you. We're really happy to have you here. So like we do with all of our de- all of our guests, we're going to get Andrew ready with, uh, with a rundown. Are you ready? I am so ready. So ready for this. All right. Let's get it going. First question, what is your quest? Uh, to seek the Holy Grail, obviously. Um, yeah. Whatever that is for me in particular. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it's, it's obviously the Holy Grail. Nice. You got it. <laughs> what then, Andrew, is your favorite color? Um, it's not blue uh, or yellow. It's it's actually it's actually more of a orange. Orange is kind of my my favorite, maybe with red. So there you go. Awesome. Probably we're talking about off the bridge because it wasn't the right answer. But probably yeah, a little <laughs> yeah, bit of well, uncertainty yeah. there. You'd, you'd go flying. Fine. That was we were talking about that actually last night. We we're recording this week's episode that like about colors we do and don't like, and orange is one of them that I I don't. Purple was mm. the one that I touched on, but I. I I think it's because I used it, to live in Boise. It's, it's not for everyone. It. It's it's loud, you know. It's it's a loud color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was. I really think it was because I used to live in Boise. All that blue and orange. Oh, and yeah, you're just living <laughs> with blue and orange up there. So <laughs> everything, everything. <laughs> not great. <laughs> All right. Next question: How would you describe Nomar Garcia Para in one word? Legend. Um, I, this is coming from a, a Red Sox fan, obviously. So, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the late 90s was, was a special time when Nomar was at his peak. He was killing it, rookie of the year, MVP candidate. I mean, I could go on and on about Nomar. He's, he's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, legend feels like the right word. Um, and just sad that uh, it all ended up working out the way that he wasn't on that, that 2004 squad when they actually won the series. Still, still hurts me for him. Yeah. yeah yeah i think most people feel that way for sure mm-hmm. um it besides original what's the best sunflower seed flavor um i'm, I'm actually gonna go with barbecue um i just am a big barbecue kind of guy and just i love love the taste of hickory you know and so when you're just solid chewing on them them sunflower seeds and i can still you know taste like i'm chomping on a brisket i think that that's the right way to go and I think that's Beauty. the right answer. Right answer. <laughs> what is the name of your autobiography? Ooh, name of my autobiography. Um, uh, it, well, Andrew LaRose. Um, the Man Who Loved Many Things, um, I guess, is, is going to be going to be the title. So, I mean, I've, I've got some love of of sports, obviously, which we'll, which we'll get into. Um, uh, I did theater back in the day. I love singing, like kind of a 
jack of all trades as you will do a whole bunch of stuff. So yeah, yeah. Man who loved many things. Um, I guess that the you needed the ellipses there with um, I guess is that that should <laughs> the, be in the oh title. Yes, yeah, that yeah, also um, needs to be included I, because it's the like, well, I'm not sure here, but I, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I got for you. So all right. So how would baseball be different if the Dodgers had not moved from Brooklyn? Ooh, man, that is that is a good question. How would it be different? <laughs> um, well, you wouldn't have you know major te- the big major team, I guess, in that major market. I mean, you can talk about the Angels, and a lot of people in like the LA area are are Angels people, of course. But like, man, just the course of history just feels so different because you think of like. The, the, big, the big battles between the Yankees and the Dodgers and it being East Coast versus West Coast, whereas it would just literally be like the, the Subway Series, you know, with uh, mm. them and the Mets that they had back in the 2000s. And so, yeah, it just kind of feels like it would, like, baseball would just be historically way, way weirder, way different if, uh, <laughs> if the Dodgers don't go out there. And I think they were one of the first out there as well. And so they kind of opened up that westward expansion, as you will, for, mm-hmm. for baseball. So um, if they don't prove that you can have West Coast baseball, then maybe you, you don't have teams like, like, like Brad's Mariners, for example, you know? Yeah, true. Yeah, that is absolutely true. Who is your daddy and what does he do? Who's <laughs> my dad? <laughs> uh, uh, big Poppy and he hits dingers. his bigness yes (laughs) oh man you hit a dinger with the answer to that question that's what that was (laughs) that one roped all the way out to center field oh yes oh man all right last question would you sign a petition to have rob manfred decommissionered because that's a word decommissionered yeah Yeah, it's a word now would i sign it Uh, he certainly made some decisions that I haven't loved. That is that is very true. Um, enough to sign the petition. Hmm. I'd have to think about it. The problem is, it's like, well, what what would I get instead of Rob Manfred right now? Yeah, um, is kind of the the issue here. Like the devil, you know, right? The devil, you know, yeah, kind of thing. Mm. So, I mean. Would I be re-signing up for Bud Selig too? So I mean, I don't. Yeah, it's kind of. I'd take him at this point, to be honest. I I mean, I would take him over over Manfred. That's that's true. (laughs) That's true. But like, I would need. I would. I would need to know what's in the pipeline before I'm just ready to just sign. What if it was Bob Costas? Oh, Bob! Oh, mercy! You've you've. I love me some Bob Costas. See, and <laughs> there we with go. that, let's take a break and let's segue right into why we're having this conversation because it sounds like we're going to have a good chat about Bob Costas. Oh, yes. <laughs> Baseball family, we'll be right back. No matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with 9 Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at 9plusus.com. Another sports podcast is the home of sports talk for everyone. Every other week, you can catch David and Jason as they talk about all things sports. 
from current events to classic moments and everything in between. You can find the Nonlinear Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and more. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Welcome back, baseball family. Again, we got Andrew LaRose here, and we, uh, I don't know if you caught the tease right before we jumped into the break, but we have got to talk about broadcasters. The reason we're going to talk about broadcasters, Andrew's going to give us a whole lot more information, but he is currently a broadcaster, and he has a background. His education is actually in broadcasting. So we wanted to talk to him about that. Uh, Drew, you're you're in the middle of broadcasting right now. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, that's something yeah, you actually. do contemporarily, right? Or as a contemporary time spend. Wow, that was poorly worded. <laughs> I do spend some time in the the present moment that I do some broadcasting. So I, <laughs> I I'm currently working for for Spanish Fork Seventeen. It's just a, a local cable station out here in uh, in Spanish Fork, Utah. Um, and I I do the play by play and sometimes some color commentary for um, a variety of sports, but uh, mainly was hired on for baseball and softball. So my I've been doing usually a couple games a week here um, over over spring summer where I get to cover Spanish Fork and Maple Mountain High School baseball games for just the local cable station, and it is an absolute blast. I absolutely love it. It's so fun. That was actually now, did, my first question for you was how does it stack up to your expectations? Is it what you thought it would be more than what you thought it would be? Do you, I mean, do you enjoy it more than you ever thought you would? Oh, I, I, I very much enjoy it. And I, when I went into it, I, I always kind of knew that I, I liked doing play by play. I have always just enjoyed watching the game, taking it in and then also being able to analyze it while it's happening. And so I always figured that I kind of would, would really like play-by-play, but really hadn't done a ton of it until I went over to Spanish Fork 17. Um, I, um, again, as was kind of alluded to, my, my background is uh, I graduated from Brigham Young University with a degree in communication, specifically broadcast journalism, and was an emphasis in sports journalism. And so I had some background as a sports reporter, sports anchor um, for, for BYU, for their uh, local uh, cable station. Again, we used to be on the air with uh, Back then it was called 11 News at Noon. It's now called Newsline. Um, and so did a lot of newsy type stuff for them, but also really focused on, on sports um, and really enjoyed covering BYU sports, um, enjoyed the kind of variety that came with that, but I've always been a huge baseball guy. And so when this opportunity popped up um, to do play-by-play for a, a local cable station, I was like, uh, heck yes, please. This sounds great. <laughs> um, and since then it just, it has, it's, completely met my expectations. Um, it's been just a blast. I, I enjoy working with, with Pete Hansen, my director, and uh, just there's the, the whole crew there at, at Spanish Fork 17 is just fun. I mean, it's a local local thing. So, I mean, we're not too crazy serious about it, but uh, we, we do what we can and we, we make it, make broadcast enjoyable as much as possible for our audience. And uh, so, yeah, it's just something that I kind of almost fell into in a way. Um, and then I've been doing it now for the past three years. And uh, it just, as I get more and more reps, it's gotten even better. I feel like it uh, really has just kind of become a, a big part of, of what I do and uh, how I enjoy life. 
That's great. Is it a television broadcast or radio broadcast? Do you do both? It's television. Um, and then we also do, um, uh, we have some that go straight to our, our YouTube page. Um, hmm. So there's usually one or two games a week that'll be, that'll be live on the channel. Um, and then there's the occasional time where we may actually just be live on our, our YouTube channel. And then there's other times where we're just making on-demand content. So we're there live for the game, but then we're just going to throw it up on our YouTube page for, for later for people to watch. That's really neat. I like that. So what was, so you've been doing this this for three years now. Has there ever been a moment where you were like, uh, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what just happened. Like where you almost like had like a brain fart, like while you were on the air. (laughs) <laughs> oh absolutely um it almost feels like it happens once every time but I'm, I'm here, there's something that's like oh what's fully going on here i don't know um a good example is uh we had a, a softball game a couple of weeks ago where um we we seriously did not know what was going on there was discussion between the umpires and the coaches and we're like oh something's weird they walk over to the 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 mound kind of looking inspecting the mound and we're like i'm not quite sure what's what's going on here but uh they're taking some time here to figure something out and uh eventually during during the break in between the first and second inning um, we find out that uh the field was set up for slow pitch softball and not for fast pitch softball because they had had some rec games the past week and hadn't uh hadn't fixed the mound yet so they were actually like four feet closer to the hitter and uh it would explain why there were tons of strikeouts in the first inning. <laughs> I just had no time to react at all to anything. And so um, there was this huge break in between the first and second inning. And uh, we uh, thankfully, this was one of the ones that wasn't live on the channel. It was on demand. And so um, we're able to kind of obviously cut that time. But uh, yeah, for that first bit, we're like, we have no idea what is happening. Here. This is a conversation happening. And it's like, well, the game's delayed. We don't know why, but it's happening. Yeah. How do you fill <laughs> yeah. that time? Do you end up filibustering and do you pick topics and kick it back and yeah. forth? And I mean, filibuster a little bit in the sense. I mean, yeah, you start talking about like, oh, well, here's where the team stands this year. Here's what this team's doing. Um, and then just kind of start just shooting the breeze about whatever. Hopefully there's something going on sports-wise that day that people would like latch to and be like, oh, well, we've got this game going on later today in whatever region or hey there's this happening in in the majors um storylines to look at yeah you just kind of fill it with whatever content kind of comes up at the top of your head and uh hope that it doesn't sound completely dumb (laughs) how much i know about that yeah (laughs) we are very familiar with that especially the filibuster side (laughs) so how much preparation like how much prep work does it take to get ready for a single game um, so I, I put in a decent amount of legwork in what I mainly do is I'll, I'll go to, to maxpreps.com, which is where, uh, a lot of the high school stats are kind of kept there. And so I will kind of take that evening to get a, a nice, decent dive into what each team's got going on this season. Look at some key players, pull up all their stats, pull up their schedule, pull up their roster, kind of get a feel for the name of each person. So I can, uh, hopefully not botch their names too horribly. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and then the following day, I'll just kind of update everything just to make sure that the stats are uh, as up to date as they can be, that the records are as up to date as they can be. And then I also make sure to get to the ballpark at least a half an hour early 
hopefully traffic give or take um can, can kind of be crazy but uh try to get yeah. there early enough to be able to make sure to get lineup cards to kind of chat a little bit with coaches chat a little bit with the crew uh talk with my color guy to see what kind of research he's done and so um i'd say i probably put about an hour or two of actual preparation work into every single every single ball game at, at the very least yeah That's is there any particular piece of information that you that you that you gravitate toward or you think like hits home really well with your audience um I, I just think if you have a wide base of knowledge of what's actually going on that's really what uh what fans appreciate i mean they want to see that you know what you're talking about they want to see yeah. that you know the players they want to see that you you know what's happening with the team they want to see that you're not just you know just bsing it <laughs> just talking about whatever <laughs> just being like, oh, well, there's a hit over there. That's cool. Um, but that you, you actually know the sport. You know what's going on. And you know how to be able to communicate that to your audience. And that otherwise, why are you there? You know, you're not really adding anything at that point for the audience. They could literally just watch the game without you chattering away. And so be sure that you're actually, you know stuff, that you know what's going on and can actually add some value to the broadcast instead of just being a random voice that they're listening to. That actually reminds me of, so you, I'm sure you remember the Orm Owls. Uh, oh, of course. Yeah. Good old so Owls. So when, when, uh, when I was an intern with the Owls, I heard all kinds of stories about stuff that went on with that team. And one of them, somebody told us about, um, they didn't have a radio broadcaster at some point. And, oh. and so they brought in just like somebody's kid. Like he was like 20 <laughs> something years old. And him and his buddy came in and it turned into basically a comedy act during the game. They called every single game with baseball for dummies, uh, (laughs) just open and ready to go. And they'd be like, well, we don't know what just happened. So give us a second to look it up. Meanwhile, this is going on. (laughs) (laughs) No no clue what's going on. And and everybody said they're like, it was ridiculous and it was a mess, but it was a ton of fun and it was hilarious. So oh, it, sure. So people liked it, you know, but at the same time, it's like, that is good for a season, but I don't know if I'd do it again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so. No, no. The novelty of that eventually wears off. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. I mean, even after what it's like, those, it's like 80 games or something like that for that season, 60 to 80 games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think it would take that long for that to wear off, but yeah, you do that for a couple no. ball games and it's like, mm, okay. Like yeah. can we get someone that yeah. knows what's going on here. <laughs> like <laughs> Exactly. Maybe do so, that as a promo, right? Like once every, you know, once yeah, a month or something. Know, yeah. Yeah. Once, a season, like once or twice a season, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's kind of a funny, like, uh, random so-and-sos, you know, call them yeah. name. <laughs> ESPN did it for how many years on Monday Night Football, though, with uh, who was the comedian they had in the booth for a while? The color guy? Oh, I don't remember. I, I can't think of who it was off the top of my head, but. Yeah. I knew he was, I knew him as Monday Night Football before I knew he was a comedian. And then looking back, I was just like, you serious? Like, come on, that's what you, did. <laughs> you have so many people at your disposal. So many. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. Unreal. But, Andrew, let's go all the way back. What was it that initially made you want to go into like working in sports? What was your initial motivation? Was it like as a kid that something you always wanted to do? Was it when you got older? What was it that drew you to specifically broadcasting as well? That's, dang, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, so like growing up, I honestly thought I was uh, going to go to Broadway. Like I really was going the whole theater route and uh, had always loved sports. And I played 
baseball up until high school and uh, baseball was life up until that point, but then it like changed gears super quick to theater. And like, I studied theater at college for a little bit. And then I got to the point where I, I realized that maybe my Broadway dream wasn't, wasn't all it was cracked up to be. And so I uh, kind of fell back and was like, okay, now what do I do? What do, what do I want to do with my life? And uh, then I kind of got back to my roots, which as a kid was, I, I really liked playing baseball. I love sports. And so I was like, hmm, I wonder if there's a way for me to get paid and talk about sports. <laughs> oh, wait, there yep. is. I can be like a like sports reporter or I could go be like an anchor or I could be a, you know, like that guy on TV that talks while baseball is happening. You know, like I could try to go that route. And so I then switched gears, um, got my communications degree at, at BYU and then um, landed with the job at Spanish Fork 17. Actually, my, my full time day job is as a master control operator at BYU Broadcasting. And uh, so I kind of see a little bit of what happens behind the scenes as well in terms of like live production as well. Um, mm. See a lot of that with BYU sports, which is kind of fun. Um, and so it just, yeah, it wasn't a thing that certainly high school Andrew would not have said that that was what he was going to do, but uh, little seven-year-old Andrew would have been very happy <laughs> to know yeah. that uh, he, was, he was doing stuff with baseball. So <laughs> if we could all make our seven-year-old selves feel pretty content, we'll probably be a good good shape absolutely <laughs> yeah so sure. andrew what what's the so we've gone all the way back to the beginning what what's the long-term goal here i mean if is there is there a 10 or a 15 year target on your horizon uh that's that's also a really good question uh because i'm i don't know I'm, I'm pretty content with what i do with with byu broadcasting um i've, I've joked uh internally uh with some of the people in my department that i i might jump over to the sports department and like take over like like BYU Sports Nation at some point <laughs> and uh yeah uh, take over like a Spencer Linton or Jason Shepard's job over there uh for for BYU sports that'd be tons of fun um and I kind of have my foot in the door a little bit that way we'll see um yeah but, and I, I love what I do with Spanish Fork and I would love to have that eventually be something that could uh grow into something that's more full-time maybe get to a place where I could do play-by-play for uh, a minor league baseball team and then work my way up to to the majors in some way that would be an absolute dream um right absolute dream would be fantastic having the owls no longer close to us is a little bit of a bummer yeah that's <laughs> um, true. huge but, bummer uh, yeah I mean I, I'm certainly on the websites I mean I, I I certainly apply for different things here and there um have applied for a couple different play-by-play jobs with some some double A teams over this this past season, but uh, for now it's just just stay with what I got with Spanish Fork Seventeen. Keep uh, keep building up the uh, the old resume and uh, yeah. hopefully uh, see what kind of happens from there. Again, I'm, I'm I'm happy with what I'm doing, but I also wouldn't mind uh, different horizons as well. So yeah, sure. See what happens. What I have advice? a follow up. Oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. Well, no, my question to you, to you, my question is: Is your uh, broadcast voice different? Do you change it? Do you modify it at all? Is that, or is it the same old Andrew's voice? Well, what you're hearing right now is pretty much what you hear when I when I do broadcast. <laughs> like I don't, I don't go like with like the super deep voice, or you know, I, I I try, I try to also not get like super crazy with it and go wow. 
ah, you know, like, you know, I just, yeah. it, it's me. I'm just calling a game. I'm making it real. Like I, I try to keep it right here. I've been told I have a natural like broadcaster voice. And so I, I don't try to change it up. I don't need to sound like, like Bob Costas. I don't need to sound like Kevin Harlan. Like I don't, I don't mm-hmm. need that in my life. I just need to be, I need to be Andrew LaRose. And this is, this is the voice of Andrew LaRose is what you're hearing right now. So why change it up? Why do anything too crazy? Like, I mean, still make sure that you can like enunciate properly and like people understand what you're saying kind of thing. But sure. uh, otherwise, nah, I, I think, I think that we need to move more towards, you know, we don't need this broadcaster voice. We just need our voice and our voice is going to be interesting enough and it's going to be more relatable to the audience than just your, your standard canned broadcaster voice. Nice. Yeah, I, I get that. I, I think there's a lot of people who can appreciate that as well, for sure. Um, for kids who want to go into broadcasting, you know, say middle schooler, even a high schooler, what kind of advice do you have for them? Um, I would say to watch a lot of games and uh, get really familiar with the rules, get familiar with um, what specific sport you may like be most interested in, in actually doing like play-by-play for. And uh, just just get very comfortable with it. Um, like pick your favorite team and make sure that when uh, your team is on that you're available and able to watch a game or listen to a game. Again, we have a lot of awesome talent who do radio broadcasts. So I would not shy away from just grabbing, grabbing an MLB TV subscription and uh, listening to your favorite team's radio broadcast when you're, you're out mowing your lawn or whatever it be. Like that is a great way to, to get those reps in. And that's actually something that... Uh, I had a, I went in for an interview with the jazz a couple of years ago. And uh, one of the things that they told me uh, when I interviewed there was exactly that it's get in your reps, like get in whatever reps you can. Like if, if your local school has some kind of availability to do like a, a play-by-play thing for your football team, go do it. Like go find out if that's a thing. And if you can be a part of that, does your high school have like a radio production that they do like go be part of that um just you need to be proactive in uh finding these things and uh the more reps you can get the better off you're going to be and uh yeah just kind of be be on your toes and looking for different opportunities i think that's perfect advice that is excellent um i've heard of guys there was actually somebody i knew when i was in school in journalism school he would he wanted to be a foot he wanted to call football and so what he would do is he would turn on Madden on like the simulation game, yes. you know, where it's like, where it's just uh, the computer playing and he would call the game. So he would pretend yep. like he was, he was the the broadcaster for that. So that's one way that I've heard getting your reps in and it, you know, doesn't count, but <laughs> you're getting practice. It does count. It does count. <laughs> Absolutely I, it counts. Yeah. Well, I've heard, saying, I know guys. Put, you can't put that on a resume. Used to call no, Madden, Madden 7 games, you know? Madden 20, <laughs> yeah. Madden 21, sorry. Called the Madden, games. Called the Madden 16 Super Bowl. Heard I've, of called, it? I've called the Super Bowl 500 times. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So I know a lot of guys uh, who, who are aspiring broadcasters. They, they'll mute their favorite games, games they're very familiar with and they know what's going to happen or, you know, segments, innings, whatever it is. They'll mute it and then they'll record themselves using GarageBand or whatever it is, and then they'll overlay the video and their narration, their their play by play calling. Have you ever done anything like that? 
I, I haven't. I've, I've heard of people do it before. Um, and I've, I've certainly seen it before. And some of them are just freaking hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's, it's, it's great. I think that, um, like, though, that's a great way of, like, practicing, like, your call in the sense of, like, if a big moment happens, like, what are you going to do? How are you going to sound? Like, what's, what's some, like, phrase that you could use that uh, is going to be good for you? and work for you instead of just, you know, stealing, you know, so-and-so's, you know, catchphrase, you know? Yeah. So come up with something that, that works for you, that that call feels right in your bones as opposed to someone else's, or it sounds like it should be coming from someone else's voice. And so I, I think that's awesome. I think that's a really good way to kind of practice those kinds of big moments. Do you yeah. have a big moment call? Is there, is there, a, do you have a home run catchphrase or anything that you're working on? I, I, I personally don't. Um, I have just a bunch of different things I'll say. Like, I mean, there's no like can't no specific like, oh, hey, this is this is my home run call is I say slam a lamb a ding dong or like, you know, something along those lines. <laughs> and now you should <laughs> so just yeah. whatever comes yeah, to my brain at the it. moment. I'm like, oh, man, and just just let loose. And so hopefully it doesn't sound too awful. But um, yeah, I don't I don't have anything like like specific, but uh, I don't know. What do you want? What are some of your your favorites that you use? One of these days, I'm like, oh, this really worked. I should maybe like stick with that as kind of my main go-to. But uh, yeah, for now, there's there's no there's no Andrew LaRose catchphrase for for a home run or you know, a, a, yeah, along those lines. Slam a lama ding dong. Slam a lama ding dong, which I got from the one back in the day. There was some ESPN one. I remember some commercial that <laughs> oh, had yeah. that. But... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are some of your favorites that you've used though? Do you have any that you remember offhand? Um, I mean, I, I like calling, you know, a, the grand salami. I've had a couple grand slams where I've been able to, to pull out the grand salami. Um, I've also called one the greatest of all, the greatest of all ding, the greatest of all dingers. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, I mean, everyone uses moonshot. And so whenever there's one that's, yeah. that's a super high fly ball, it's just a natural like, oh, man, that one was a moonshot, you know. Uh, yeah. have, you, have you ever dropped a boom goes the dynamite? I have never. Everyone has always <laughs> asked <laughs> that has happened in my life, but uh, it, it hasn't. It hasn't. And it's, it's super funny. I'll have coworkers that are like, hey, during your next broadcast, you should work in this word. I'm like, okay, cool. And I will never work it in. <laughs> because yeah. It's just like, I, I would like to think that I can, I can just do that. But they pick these just random awkward words but i'm like well how am i supposed to say scuttlebutt in a in a yeah. <laughs> like in a broadcast you know like i just don't know yeah. how i can i can make that work but start uh, bringing up the trade rumors and <laughs> and recruiting yeah, scuttlebutt in the like dugout that. yeah, yeah that scuttlebutt in the clubhouse <laughs> on the cut off the cut though that's tough that i mean that's that stuff tough. Is it really is. It is. it's hard to hang in there so okay do you have favorite uh do you have favorite broadcasters right now that are that are active, maybe at the big league level that you love listening to? Um, this is going to sound super Homer of me uh, because I'm a Red Sox fan, but I I really do appreciate Dave O'Brien. I um, mean, he's been in the business for for a good while. Um, I think that he always does a great job. A uh, Joy Rem dog, of course, Jerry Remy, for as long as we're going to have him, unfortunately, battling with with cancer and. Uh, uh, we'll see how long he's able to to keep broadcasting, but uh, uh, Dave O'Brien's definitely up there. Um, 
everyone's obviously used to, to Matt Vaskersian, of course. Um, if you play the show, you, you know Matt because <laughs> he's yeah. been the guy for the show for a long time. Um, and I, I generally think he does a good job. And A-Rod has improved over, over the years, in my opinion. I still, I still hate him because he's a Yankee, um, but he's, he has, he has uh, gotten, gotten better in the booth. Um, also congrats to him for, uh, you know, being uh, the new owner of the, the Timberwolves. That's going to be kind of interesting gig for yeah. him. But, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Dave O'Brien is probably my, my current favorite. I mean, um, you can't talk baseball broadcast without Vin Scully, of course, and uh, always loved, loved listening to Vin back in the day. We'll still, um, and he's still, you know, top five, top, top three, you know, all time in terms of, you know, baseball broadcasters. So always listening to some good Vin is, is a great thing. Um, yeah. yeah. Being the, being the Red Sox Homer, I am. We'll go with Dave O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Homer as a man. I thought you were going to say John Sterling. I was getting excited. I just. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, wh- where does Bob Costas rank? You mentioned Vince Scully's in the top three. We, we got to loop it back to, Bo- to Bob. Oh, it's true. We do got to loop it back to Bob. So uh, Bob is also going to be one that I would put squarely in the top five. Um, Bob mm-hmm. has always been one of my favorites. I grew up, I mean, we all grew up with Bob. You know, he's yeah. he was basically the voice of NBC. I mean, like he's, yeah, all of he it. was, he's always been so great. And uh, I love that he's such a, he's such an ambassador for the game of baseball too. I actually, for one of my projects in uh, over at, at BYU, um, I actually was supposed to read an auto, essentially an autobiography of, of a journalist. And uh, I basically got special permission to do Bob Costas. Um, yes. And so I was, uh, and it was, that was such a fun read and to kind of hear his thoughts. And most of his book was about baseball and like how he thought baseball was trending at the time. This was a book that was written uh, in the early, in the early kind of the, the late nineties. So kind of yeah, like steroid kind of, yeah. kind of time and uh, really good read. I wish I had the title for you currently. <laughs> Fairball. It's <laughs> but, called uh, Fairball. That is it. Yes. Fairball. It's called, it's one of my favorite baseball books ever. Yeah, that's yeah. A great. It's one. it's a fantastic read. I would I would encourage anyone and everyone to read it. Um, and it's 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 so Bob. Um, he does a great job of <laughs> of it. it is. It's just it's so Bob. He, yeah. he explains the game so well and like kind of what he would do and what he thinks would be best for the game moving forward. And hey, guess what? He was probably right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. well, and and he reads the audio book. I don't know if you know. He narrates oh, his own audio book. Yeah, nice. it's good. Yeah, that would make so sense. it's it's the best. And then, you know, he, that's, that book is the reason we he's our stand in and we nice. don't want him to be the commissioner forever. We just want him to write the ship and then pass it off. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a two, yeah. three okay. year stint. If, just fix it. If that is the case, I'm signing the petition. <laughs> yes. Very good. You've got, got another it. one. Right. Oh, go on the petition. <laughs> yes. That's three names. Yes. <laughs> three other than our two though. So I mean, right. we're, we're okay, heading okay. in the right direction there, Brig. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thousand right way. You know. yes. <laughs> Hashtag right. decommissionered. Yes. Decommissionered. <laughs> yes, exactly. So we are getting low on time. So Andrew, I have one more question for you to wrap this all up um where does your 2017 orm youth baseball trophy sit oh where does it sit right now it sits on my if I, it sits on my dresser right now um it's, right where uh, it belongs it's kind of moved yeah. place to place but i actually got recently got a new dresser and uh, it is still it still has its spot 
Um, <laughs> that coaching that team was was so fun. Was um, we had some great kids. We had some great coaches. So it, was, uh, <laughs> it was it was it was really fun, and that that was that's a, a prized possession for me. I really enjoyed enjoyed that year and uh, enjoyed being able to coach the kids. Yeah, that was awesome. So for anybody who doesn't know, I've talked a little bit about coaching youth baseball. Andrew and I coached together with another one of our buddies, Dustin, and we uh, we took I guess kind of a ragtag group of kids who we weren't sure what we had at the beginning of the season, and put them together and and uh, help those kids win a championship and Heck it was yeah, awesome yeah. it was a ton of fun um it just got to the point where we're like you know what no catcher's gonna throw us out so let's just steal every base and that's absolutely <laughs> so that's kind wait, of wait, wait. you won you won with small ball are you saying you we did you yeah. won with good old-fashioned there was one home run hit smalls like the shirt <laughs> yes says. yes that's right there was one home run hit the entire season it was in the title game and it was the one kid yes. we expected to it was a bomb so, yeah it was a bomb yeah, but hey, we're out of time. Andrew, I really appreciate you coming on. No, this is a great time. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, guys. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having me. This was a blast. Loved it. We'll have to have you on again, and especially when you make it all the way to the bigs, then we'll uh, we'll loop it back and congratulate you formally. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great for both of us, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thank you for checking out this episode of the Baseball Together Podcast, Baseball Family. We really hope you enjoyed that interview. Brig and I both had a ton of fun talking to Andrew. Um, had some great insight into what it's like to be a play-by-play broadcaster. And I really hope that there was some some nuggets in there for any any young people out there looking to getting into uh, play-by-play broadcasting. Um, Andrew clearly enjoys it, and uh, it's something that it seems like he really recommends uh, getting into early for those of you who are considering that path. While I've got you here, don't forget to hop on the shop on 9plusus.com, N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com, where you can get all the great stuff that we have to offer for you. T-shirts, hats, stickers, pillows. Uh, there is a wall art, mugs. <laughs> We've got a ton of stuff for you there. Like I said, hop on the shop and get that stuff. Uh, you got to get in there quick if you're going to get it before Christmas. Also, don't forget to jump on BaseballTogether.com where you can watch the podcast. You can listen to the podcast. I've been uploading the, the YouTube version of the podcast there. You can watch it there if you'd like, or you can watch it on YouTube. The choice is yours. But while you're on BaseballTogether.com, you can submit to the mailbag. There is always a link in the navigation. All you have to do is click that link. It'll take you to a form, fill it out, and any of your questions, comments, concerns, snide remarks, like I always say, send them our way. We love to hear from you, our listeners. Uh, But don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you can. And baseball family, happy Thanksgiving. We will catch you next week. (laughs) 